Hey, Crystal. Hey, Davey. How are you? Good. This is our first time recording on Skype here, so that's this is going to be new. I know. I'm I I'm at a loss because I can't gesture and frantically wave at you um, sitting next to you in the event that we want to move the conversation a certain way, this way or that. So we're a lot more transparent, so to speak. Yeah, and I guess we will then have to use verbal cues to keep this thing moving. Um, yeah, so there's something that I've been doing lately that I kind of wanted to chat a little bit about, which is um, this notion of doing like a gratitude journal. I don't know. Have you ever heard of a gratitude journal? Yeah, I've heard of gratitude journals. Um, I actually think they're all over uh, social media too, like the hashtag 100 Days of Gratitude, where um, people post consecutively and it's almost like a challenge where every day they post about something that they're grateful for. And I think it's a really interesting exercise and a really, um, it's almost uh, very inward looking, which I think everyone could probably use more of. I could probably probably do it, even if it's not a public post, just to kind of keep a record. Right. How yeah. I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been journaling for quite some time, and uh, it it really helps me kind of organize my thoughts. Uh, and it wasn't recently. Well, I guess I would just always just write what comes to mind. And so, if you were to read my journal, you would sit there and just be like, "What the hell is going on?" Uh, there's even moments where I just like I have nothing to write. I have nothing to write, and then eventually I come up with something to write. Uh, but I started doing a gratitude journal recently and it's kind of been really helpful, um, especially with like being stressed out. So before I go to bed, uh, I actually journal now and I started off just trying to write about the three things that I'm grateful for. Uh, and it actually has helped me kind of fall asleep better in like a weird way where Uh I just like... I fall asleep happier because before I was like, okay, I actually have five things that I need to do tomorrow once I wake up and, you know. And then you're calculating the number of hours that you have to sleep before you wake up, right? Do you exactly. do that? Exactly. I do that. I, I definitely do that. I'm like, hmm, it's nine o'clock. I have to get up at four. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three, four. Okay, great. I have to sleep right now, right, to get like seven and a half hours. <laughs> That's right. One, two, three, I'm asleep. And you're like, it doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> yeah. The more and the more we think about things, I think the, the more anxiety we, we feel, which is counterproductive to right before falling asleep (laughs) right and and oftentimes you start sitting there and you start thinking about all the things that you have to do and when they're really boring things that you just know you have to i guess like just suck it up and just do it it feels really it's actually kind of more anxiety producing than one would think it actually is does that make sense it, it absolutely does and um I think it's just a nice exercise for you personally also to capture your thoughts somewhere where you could look back on them. Um, This is where I'd advocate maybe not even using Google Docs because you don't want to go back and edit all of those feelings um, just because I think we have a tendency to want to make everything kind of make sense. And sometimes like the thoughts in your mind aren't supposed to really make sense. Um, You know, I always have this thought that I should be journaling because those physical journals are a lot of how we today as modern people look at 
the human experience over the last 100, 200, 300 years. So a classic example is Anne Frank's diary. Like we would mm-hmm. not have been able to have such an intimate look at what happened if not for her physical diaries, which were found really by accident. And I, I wonder sometimes like our, our, our future descendants in the year 2000 and you know, 600, are they going to be able to access like my iCloud account? Is, is that something <laughs> that is going to just disappear and incinerate with nuclear war in the event that that happens like in the next couple of centuries? Because if, if no one has internet access, God forbid, right in the year 3000, we have no equivalent of like of, of an Anne Frank diary to leave behind. Um, and that, that is very unsettling to me. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Grandma Crystal is going to try to share? <laughs> yeah, I just wonder if like the physical medium, you know, is, is better because that stuff, at least in the event of some world disaster, might survive under like enough layers of peat and moss <laughs> and just like soil. And, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Just all of the ash. If I put it in like a nice metal cased box. Like that might survive better than, you know, my 6,000 photos in Dropbox. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's almost like you have the, your, your little time capsule that you want mm-hmm. it to last forever. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I've never really thought that through. You know, the, the one problem that I had with a physical journal is, uh, you know, just kind of carrying it with me. I think that's always made it like a little bit trickier. Um, mm-hmm. to, to journal um, and I'm also trying to like own less stuff so by having like a physical journal and then what happens when I run out of pages then where do I keep the old journal right it all just kind of accumulates yeah and it's I don't know I, I but there is something really gratifying about writing it down um, I, I actually started kind of writing stuff when I'm on a plane I actually have a very thin journal so that I write when I'm doing, you know, like an international flight that's like 12 hours. There's only so many movies I can watch on a plane. Oh, yeah. And And you're sitting down in a cramped little space, so you might as well just write. Might as well just write or or do something um, where, you know, you don't have it. Well, now there's a lot of internet access on planes, but uh, before there wasn't as much. And I would just sit there and just write to myself, uh, you know, like, hey, I'm going to Paris because, you know, like, my cousin's getting married or whatever. And, you know, I'm really excited for her, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, I, I just don't know. I I don't find myself reading it again as easily if it's in a physical medium, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. stored somewhere, then I have to go find it. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But um, anyways, I've been starting to write this gratitude journal, and it's been kind of a great exercise. It's helped me fall asleep a little bit better, but it's really interesting all the things that I'm actually grateful for, right? Like, I think I live, like, a somewhat charmed life, <laughs> so Yeah, speak, we both do. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there's oftentimes moments where, I don't know, you... you are about to go to sleep and you're, you're just, or at least for me, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't believe that just happened. Right. Like, or how many more times can I do this? Like one of the things I do is like, I photograph Stanford football. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more thrilling in my mind than getting like a really good shot. Like just capturing like a really good moment. 
uh, or, you know, like, I got the touchdown shot, and this is, like, a really great shot or whatever. Um, I was in the right spot. I picked the right timing. I had the lens focused the right way. The quarterback threw it to this uh, wide receiver. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, to me, I take it for granted because I've been doing it for so long. But the other day, I started writing about it because how many people actually get to stand on the field and, you know, like walk around and, you know, be that close to the players and, you know, have a camera and be able to take shots and, you know, all of those little things that go into Mm -hmm. that process kind of makes it, I don't know, kind of cool, right? Right, right. You know, like, and so, I don't know. I was just, uh, like, thinking the other day, um, that it was just a really great thing. And, you know, Thanksgiving just passed. And so, you know, it's kind of like that one time of the year where everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Like, they post on social media, like, I'm grateful for mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I wish that we could just be grateful more frequently rather than yeah. anxious more frequently. Does that make I, sense? I think that absolutely makes sense. And um, just you describing, you know, your moment on the field, I think that if you really take the time to look at any moment in your life, not just the moments where you're happy or the moments you're around the, the Thanksgiving, you know, turkey feast, trying to come up with something to say so your family members don't judge you. Like, there are always moments, like, for instance, right now, um, you know, I am so thankful for the fact that I don't have to worry about where my breakfast is going to come from. Or I don't have to worry about chronic pain, right? right. Um, I, I get to be thankful for the chair that I'm sitting on and all of the, the parts and the things that had to go right for the chair to be made, for the chair to be in a place where I could buy it, for the chair to be transported here by the delivery man or the delivery woman whose name I don't even know, um, you know, who spent time away from him or her, him or his or her family to do a job that gave me the service of ultimately being able to have somewhere to sit right now. Like, there's always a lens through gratitude through which you can look at anything. And I think that it helps not only in a, in a funny way kind of ground you, but in another way be able to, to enjoy life, I think, in a richer, with a richer perspective because then you're, you're less likely to take things for granted um, because you're able to kind of train your mind to become accustomed to that perspective of gratitude and that perspective of like, wow, it's so damn cool that all these things went right for me to enjoy this one moment. And even if you're unhappy, you still are able to, to understand that you are privileged in that moment, um, which I think just helps us, I don't know, just enjoy the things that we have and, and figure out a way to, you know, empower other people ultimately. Yeah. The, I, I think you touched on something really interesting there, which is, you know, even if we have these amazing experiences and, um, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about like curating our lives um, via like Instagram or whatever. All of these amazing experiences that we have is kind of the creation of other people too, right? Like some right. other person like helped you uh, enjoy this moment, right? Like somebody cooked for you when you went out to that fancy restaurant and mm-hmm. made like the the dish that's in front of you, right? And you know, this is A, their livelihood, but also B, you know, their chosen profession. And it's to, mm-hmm. ma- it's to generate 
a form of happiness for you that we oftentimes take for granted. Yeah, that absolutely does. I I also think, you know, we're moving into a world where things are being automated more and more. Um, You know, our birth rate is still going up, but not necessarily like in, you know, just the super developed countries. And I think there's like a premium on the human touch now. So it makes me wonder, you know, is there any gratitude for the person who wrote the self-driving car algorithm? Like probably not right now, but, you know, (laughs) at one point though, right? Yep. We'll probably be moving towards a world, maybe not the self-driving car, because I know you're kind of a skeptic, baby. Um, but maybe the I bit my Amazon, tongue. I bit my tongue. Yeah, the, the Amazon self um, self-sorting robots, for instance. Right. Right. The the ones that um, you know are are helping Amazon really scale because they don't right. have to pay benefits to you know all these factory workers or salaries and you know have all that liability. So we're moving towards a world where I think that's going to be the norm. Like, do we still have gratitude for those machines? Do we still, I mean, from a standpoint, yes, because it keeps prices low. But on the other hand, like, you know, oh, wait a second. I should be thankful for the human who programmed these machines because the machine itself, I mean, unless I'm anthropomorphizing it and saying, oh, you know, this is my robot Stacy. Like, do I even owe machinery? Thanks. Probably the people behind it. Right. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it's almost like, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever watched Rick and Morty, the comic? Literally, you're the 10th person who's told me to watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> okay, well, I won't spoil it, but they're just, it's this grumpy old scientist guy, and that's Rick. And then Morty is like the, like the little the kid. messed up child. <laughs> but the... Yeah, there, there's this moment where he makes, like, this little robot. Um, and then this robot, you know, comes alive. And he's like, what is my purpose? And then Rick, I think, at this moment says, your purpose is to pass butter. And the robot's like, oh. It's like, he's like a sentient being. But then he finally has, like, this weird emotion as he, like, droops his head down and, like, his arms collapse. Like, like when he discovers that that is his sole purpose. And then... My maker then, has made me. That's right. To create, to pass butter. To pass butter, <laughs> and then Rick's like, "Yeah, let, you know, the world's tough." <laughs> or like the world sucks, and then the robot's like, "Oh man." Um, anyways, it's a really good TV show, um, and it has its like very priceless moments throughout it, mm-hmm. along with a very avid online fan base. But yeah, um, that's kind of it uh, for you know today. Uh, so. Yeah, I just wanted to chat a little bit about Gratitude Journal, uh, you know, and as always, um, just, you know, or kind of just to follow up on that, just really grateful that, you know, we're sitting in that chair, we're talking to each other, uh, it's early in the morning, and, you know, we're just recording an episode of, um, you know, experimental here, so. Davey, I was wondering, do you have a template for your Gratitude Journal that maybe you could put on our website to share with our listeners? It's actually the world's most boring template. It's pretty much write three things that <laughs> okay. you're grateful for. <laughs> it's like three um, bullet well, points. <laughs> you know what I could do is I could find a couple that I think seem to be pretty popular online. Um, yeah. And maybe we could put it on our website. And I, I tell you what, I'll start this gratitude journal. And I'll find a template that I think um, works work well for, for me. And, yeah. and then I'll share it. And I'll, and then maybe our listeners can, can just you know make a copy of that doc and then use it for themselves. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, mine is just 
three bullet points, and I try to just pick three things that I'm grateful for. I fill out those three bullet points, and then I, you know, kind of like add color around those three things in like little paragraphs. I'm not trying to make it too, uh, you know, I'm trying to do this before I go to bed, so I don't want to make it too onerous. Right. uh, To just sit there and just be like, okay, well, this is going to take like four hours to like type out all the things I'm grateful for. (laughs) It doesn't seem like (laughs) the best way to fall into sleep. But yeah, so yeah, let's do that, um, and then we'll see how it goes. But other Perfect. than that, uh, cool. We're also grateful for all of the listeners out there. Um, you know, we're just putting this out there, and we'll, you know, hopefully we'll start interacting with you soon. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Ask Experimental. Bye. See ya. <laughs>